Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. Okay. Should we start? Yep. Okay. All right. Five, four, three. Oh, for the love. I'm going to shut my door. Just a second. Okay. She is shutting the door. Amy's walking to the door. Now she's shutting the door. And she's walking in the back. Not quite yet. The door is not shut. I don't see her walking back. She is not walking back. Where is Amy? Where is Amy? Amy shutting the door. And now she's coming back. And here she is. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. This is Megan. And this is Amy. Thanks for joining us again. This week, it's the week we've all been waiting for. That, I could, that's my I could insert a drum roll in there. <laughs> Why? When I had the most perfect one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> in fact, I'll cut that out and use it in future for when I do need a drum yes. roll. Yes. Soundbite. All right. So uh, this is our contribution to the Pod Network collaboration, the Bridgewater Triangle. But first, I think we need to welcome some new listeners who might be joining us for the first time because yes. they have been listening to this series. Because I'm going to guess there's some people listening yeah. that don't already know us. Welcome, everybody. So, yeah, welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you mm-hmm. found us. And, we hope you uh, stay. Yes. Uh, so a little bit about us. Um, Megan and I met uh, what did we decide that oh was? I think it was 2014, 2015. That sounds, right. that sounds Somewhere right. around there. We yeah. both worked at a company in downtown Minneapolis. Yep. Um, I was a recruiter and she did everything else for the company. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what they told me when I went to the interview. They were like, so we have recruiters and we have salespeople and then you do everything else. Yeah. I was like, Okay. Yes. So that's that's where we met. So it's now 2022. So what, eight years? Yeah. We've been friends. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. And so we were watching a show together. By that, I mean, we were texting each other and we watched it. And Amy <laughs> was like, we should do a podcast on this. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. And here we are. So here we are. And that was January of 2022. Yeah. So we are coming up on our one year. Oh my God. We had to do something super amazing for it. Something super fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we both live in the metro area, suburbs, but we're not going to say where. Of the the Twin Cities (laughs) in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you tell by our accents? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's different. (laughs) 
different. Different? <laughs> I'm just going to scooch past you. Get some ranch. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know what I was wondering? Yes, like, what do ranch. people who aren't from the Midwest say? Do they not, like, if they don't say, oh, what do they I, say? I don't know. Oops. When you know. scooch past someone and you go, oh, just going to scooch past you. What do you guys say? I don't know. Maybe excuse that, That's me? a good question. Like, like normal people? Like normal people? No, we, oh, just going to scooch past oh. you here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. I like that you mentioned ranch because I was at a restaurant and they asked me what I wanted on my salad or whatever. And I'm like, well, ranch, of course. And the woman <laughs> goes, oh, Minnesota sauce. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so true. I always call it Minnesota sauce. Now. And we people in the Midwest, at least in Minnesota, have very strong opinions on the ranch they like. Yeah. Like that's they, true. they will have a favorite ranch company. Yes, that is and true. It's like it's I'm like to me, I'm not a big ranch person. Like I'll eat ranch, you know, if it's an option, but I'm not like, oh my God, I gotta have ranch. Yeah. I will say though, if a sound like a supper club, they make the best homemade ranches. Oh, of course, because they're house made. Yeah. Oh my god, did you see there's a new supper club opening in St. Paul? No. Oh, I'll have to find it. I totally thought of you today. I saw it on LinkedIn. Oh, fun. I supper love club. To yeah. I thought of you. We should do that for our anniversary. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. Go have a nice dinner. You had me at ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have baked potatoes wrapped in tinfoil? Because that need I need that. I'm. S- how else do you make a baked potato in a supper yeah. club? Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see their menu. I just saw it on LinkedIn, and my first thought was, "Oh my god, I got to tell Amy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. Oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> I promise you guys, we don't talk like that all the time. Uh, at least I don't think we do. So when I, so I lived in the Middle East for our new listeners. And when I would talk to my mom, my friends would say that my Minnesota accent would come out like way stronger than it normally uh, was. And sure. so they'd always, mom, oh, hey, mom, hey, mom, mom, big mm-hmm. old big. <laughs> What's our socials? What are socials for them to find us? Our socials, we are on Instagram at The Activity Continues, on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Activity Continues, and Twitter at The Activity because they are not the O-N-T-C-O-N-T. Like shortened for continued. Right, because Twitter will only let you use so many however many characters that is. So a couple of characters. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, so the premise of our show is we recap episodes of a paranormal show called The Dead Files. So it's got Amy. Oh my god, what is her last name? <laughs> Amy Allen. Amy Allen. Jeez. So Amy Allen is the medium. Uh-huh. And then Steve DeShavi is a retired New York homicide detective. He's from Brooklyn. You know, from he's Brooklyn. from Brooklyn. He's got a he likes a good stogie. Yep. Um, and so he goes in and he interviews people who are having issues in their house. And, and and he and Amy don't talk the entire time. Amy doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't talk to the family members. They remove any pictures, any, any sort of identifying stuff in the house. So Amy goes in basically blind for the most part, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about the house. And mm-hmm. then at the end, They'll meet up with the house owners or property owners because it's not always a house. Sometimes it's restaurants or Mm -hmm. inns has been a popular one. And then, you know, Amy goes over her findings and they always have a sketch. And then she tells them 
what they need to do to cleanse their house if they can or their property. And we also do have an interview with a couple of clients. Yes. Who were on the show. And you guys, they are the sweetest. Yeah. So you really should check that out because they were, oh, they were the best. They were yeah. so, so, so nice. Jennifer and Lance. Yep. That was two episodes ago. I think it was our number 36. This would be 38. Mm-hmm. So two episodes ago, um, we had a great great conversation with them and we talked for what was it two and a half hours it was about two and a half hours and then we were like holy shit we should probably go you know live our lives we just have to go to bed i know (laughs) um it yeah it was really fun and Mm -hmm. they had a good time too so they said they'd be happy to come back again so we may have them back on again also if any other people are listening who are regulars here uh and you know already what we do and you are have been on the show we would love to have you love on. We would love you. to talk to you about your experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hit us up at our socials or email. Email is theactivitycontinues at gmail.com. And if you contact us on the socials, you are contacting Amy. Yeah, I'm the she one. She literally that. runs everything. I just show up. That's not true. It's, you guys. Well, you're you're an admin in the Facebook page. That's true. I, I am an admin. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says I'm an admin. <laughs> Hashtag admin. <laughs> so it's, yep. and you guys, the show is just, it's phenomenal. It's emotional. Yeah. Episodes have made me cry. I've had to yep. stop watching them because they're scary. So maybe you don't have your kids watch them. <laughs> no, maybe not for kids. I don't get as scared by them. I get no. a little freaked out, but I don't You're get. a lot more brave than me. Oh, uh, I don't like, know about that. Yeah. I mean, maybe watching TV. I don't know how I do in, if I was right there with them. I'd shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, the one time I thought that there was a, a true, true ghost in my house. I mean, I have had things happen in my, not this house that I live in now, mm-hmm. but the one before the house, the house I lived in before was in uptown Minneapolis. It was right by the lakes. It was an old Victorian. Oh, it was built so in, neat. Yeah. It was a really, really cool house built in 1876, I think. 18- 1886 um and it was a beautiful old house and it was hella haunted mm-hmm. and it but it was like nothing scary really no. except that there was like i had i had a, i think it was a was it a dream or did it was like a lucid dream or something that the that a ghost was playing the piano mm-hmm. and i woke up thinking oh my god they're really down there playing the piano and I actually got really scared. Yeah. But they weren't. I mean, or if they were, they stopped. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, there were lots. Of, so we, no. yeah, the other thing we do is we tell stories about our experiences, ghosty experiences and we take listener experiences, mm-hmm. listener stories, and we read those or, or have had a people, couple. Yeah. We've had so a few please, listeners things. If you want, if you feel comfortable and we can make it anonymous, we can change your mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. So if you want to share your stories, please send them in. We'd love, yeah. we love it. You guys, we love the spooky. Mm-hmm. I like it in, you know, noon on a Tuesday in broad daylight. <laughs> but of course we record in my basement at night. What could go yep. wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah, we have it's had. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. We've had noises we on the recording. Mm-hmm. We don't always hear them like when we're here doing no. it, but then when I'm editing it later, I'm like, what the hell is that? And I amplify it and it sounds like a voice. I mean, one time it was your husband. Yeah, but, but that's it. It yeah. was only that one time. 
Yeah, but we have heard other things. And we can get to all that, yeah. you know, another time. Another. We've already talked about some of it. So, you know. Go back always, and listen. Go back and listen. But anyway. That's the shortened version of what our show. So that gives you a yeah. chance. And a shot of how much Amy has to edit out because when we chat, <laughs> we really go off topic. Yeah, but we can. Yeah, it'll take us thirty-five minutes to do five oh, minutes of text. Yeah, so, yeah. So this can be a long one. Yeah. So um, that's another thing we're gonna. Mostly, what we do is recaps, and mm-hmm. so the idea for our portion of this series was that we were gonna find a show mm-hmm. and do a recap of it. And I found this show on epics called mm-hmm. fall river and it's a four-part documentary series and it's about three the, and a half hours it was four episodes and they're about an hour apiece but anyway i started watching it i got a seven day free trial of epics i'm like it's four hours i can bang this out no day if i have to you guys it's taken me a month to get through it because it is tough and what amy did in a month I did in a day because I'm a procrastinator and bless Amy's heart. She kissed. She's like, I could feel your panic over the text when you're like, Oh, have you started yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> like you might want to get on that. It, yeah, took me Amy's two like, weeks. it took me two weeks and it's 12 pages. And that's only one part of it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Cause this was like literally two days ago. Saturday. It was like Friday. Yeah. It was this a Saturday. Is mo- this is Monday, the 24th. It was Saturday. No, it was Friday. <laughs> It's Friday because I think you were at work and you were and, listening to it. Yes. And you were like, um, I want to get that Minnesota that. nice way. Um, <laughs> um might want to get on that. And I'm like, no, it's fine. And then I, oh my God. It's a hard watch because there's, there's so many, I mean, Jesus Christ. There's yeah. so many people. Like I was texting Amy earlier and I'm like, did they get the guy at the 7-Eleven that they talked to? Because <laughs> there's so many talking heads in this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's really, yeah. I, I actually made note cards. I, yeah, as I like to do, I made flashcards of everybody. I have a flashcard for Barbara Raposa. I have a flashcard for Carl Davis. Drew. Oh, Carl Davis, too. There's two Carls. That's another thing. Two Carls, two, two Allens. Allens. Who's Carl Davis? Carl Davis is one of the ones that was in the car when they kidnapped Karen. Oh, right. With Willie. According Smith. to Robin's story. Yeah. Which, which we'll get to that. Which version? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves as we usually do. But bless you. I also <laughs> that was a dog. I have three dogs. I have four dogs. You have but four three dogs. of them like to hang out with me down here while I'm recording. And uh, one of them likes to chew on squeaky toys. And I took them all away. But now she's huffing behind me. She's really she's the pissed. one that's the most she's pain in the dramatic. Ass. Yeah. She is, is that Gracie? That's Gracie. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Why was she even asking? No, she's a, she's kind of. Okay. So my ghost story, maybe, maybe. Okay. So John and I have, John is my husband. And so we have, you know, salt and pepper shakers is literally every person in America does. (laughs) And John moves the salt and pepper shakers around like all the time. And so I'm like, John, where's the salt and pepper shakers? We found the salt shaker. Shake it like a salt shaker. We could not find the pepper shaker. We looked all over counters, table, we even pulled we, in between our stove and our fridge. We have this little like island cart that our air fryer sits on. We pulled that out, looked everywhere for it. Couldn't find it anywhere. So John just got like the pepper, the big square pepper thing that you get from the store to fill your pepper shaker. Yeah. And we were using that because John and I are like, it's gone. Like we have no idea where this thing went. Was it in the I, mattress? I, no, 
It was okay. not in the mattress. <laughs> That's where I, her wedding ring was last week. Yeah, that my son lost. Um, my it was on the counter by the knife set, which we had looked in. We had looked oh. over there. So oh. I'm like, do we have ghosts? You've got a what do they call that? Col- the ones that the ones that like to um oh like, uh, uh, uh like a sprite, like a house ghost, a yeah, house yeah. fairy. Yeah, house fairy maybe. What are, oh, a, a brownie. Brownie. Is it brownie. a brownie that likes to move shit around? I thought it was brownie. I can't keep a mouse straight. I, I don't know. remember. Trickster of some kind. So I swear to you, Amy, we looked mm-hmm. in this spot and it was plain as day mm-hmm. on the counter. Mm-hmm. I have had that happen before, too. In this house. I didn't have it happen in the old house. But I think I have a house brownie or, or whatever yeah, that I is am in this house. 100% sure that we looked there. Yeah. Multiple yeah. times. And I looked last, not yesterday, but I think Saturday morning. And I just looked and there it was right on the counter. Yeah. And I said to John, I said, we have ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I honestly am wondering if that's what happened to my rings too, because. Well, that's what I was saying. How could your son have put the rings in between the box spring and the mattress? Backstory. I have a wedding and engagement ring that are soldered together. And then for Mother's Day, my husband got me just a plain band. So because my engagement ring is raised, I don't want it to cut my son like when I play with him or change his diaper. And so I got just a plain band with some diamonds on it that's flat. So I took those off because I took a nap. And anytime I sleep, I go to bed, I take my rings off because a jeweler once told me if you sleep with your engagement ring on over time, the sheets can pull the prongs, causing them to loosen and the diamond to fall out. Really? That's what I was told. So it's got to be true. So I always take them off when I sleep. And so this time Mm -hmm. I took a nap and my son came in my room and he's two. And so he was kind of playing around and I was in bed, you know, just he was playing and I wasn't sleeping, obviously, but I was just, you know, on my phone, just kind of watching him every now and then. And I thought he had gotten my rings because they were no longer on the nightstand. I tore this room apart. I looked under the bed multiple times with flashlights. I ran my hand over the carpet. I I looked through my laundry basket. I looked in every drawer that was his height. I took the vent off the wall thinking that he had maybe put it in there. Yeah. It was nowhere to be found. So I told my husband, who was remarkably calm about it, (laughs) because he was like, oh, we'll find him. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm dreading telling them because you don't want to tell your partner that you've right. lost your wedding rings. Right. Right. So we t- we're we both at this point tearing it apart. And at, at, at this point, we're like, they're gone. Like, we have no idea where these rings are. I hope they're insured because they're gone. Mm-hmm. One last time I looked under the bed with a, a big flashlight, like a very high powered flashlight. And I saw the single band and I said, John, they're here. I can see the band. The wedding band has got to be around here. So he lifted up the mattress. The wedding band was between the bed frame and the box spring. Yeah. That's, How would it have gotten there? No idea. I, there's no way your kid could have done that. He's two, you know? I know. There's no he way he would have had to shove it. it down and push it under the bed spring because, or the, the box spring, because it yeah. wasn't just at the edge. Like, right. It was way so, in. Yeah. We've got, we have ghosts. There's no other logical that, explanation. I can't, I can't figure out what that could have been. If, if not, you know, if you have an idea, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We're open. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer not to have ghosts. They scare me. 
It is weird to think that there might be people walking around your house Mm -hmm. that you can't see. That's always something that kind of set me off a little on my old at my old house. I mean, do they watch us when we like have sex? I don't know. That would be a question for uh, Jenny, the sidekick. I don't think I want to know. I already have performance anxiety. (laughs) I would think they would be like, okay, I don't need to watch that. I'll just. I would hope. But, you know, look away. To be honest, if you've seen it once, it's the same thing every time you guys. <laughs> you do different positions, you change, but it's the, the result is the same. The mechanics are pretty much exactly. the same. So, and maybe you know, not for everyone. Well, that's true. But anyway, we, for the most part, we digress. We very see this. I, <laughs> we warned you. We warned yeah. you. Yeah. It's already been what, 20 minutes? <gasps> and knows? we haven't even gotten we haven't to even the meat. I mean, it started really. Okay, so tonight we are talking about the satanic sex cult murders that occurred near or possibly in the Freetown State Forest, which is in Bridgewater Triangle, which is in, I believe, Massachusetts. Yep. Based on the accents, which I love. <laughs> you know how I feel about a good East Coast accent. Yeah. Her yeah. father. Yeah. Uh, so the murders, there were there were multiple murders. They were committed in the late 1970s and early 1980s. So if you don't already know what the Bridgewater Triangle is, I suggest going back and listening to some of the other episodes in Mm -hmm. this series. Um, The very first one is a kind of a intro sort of overall overview of the whole series. So that would be a good one. I mean, they're all good. I've listened Mm -hmm. to them all, all the ones that have been released so far. Uh, By the time this comes out, they will all be released. We are the last one in the group. In the series. series. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but I will give you a brief explanation that I got from Wikipedia. The Bridgewater Triangle is an area of about 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts in the United States, claimed to be a site of alleged paranormal phenomena ranging from UFOs to poltergeists, orbs, balls of fire, and other spectral phenomena, various Bigfoot-like sightings, giant snakes, and thunderbirds. So some of the other episodes are going to be covering things mm-hmm. like that. A mm-hmm. um, couple other ones are doing uh, some murders mm-hmm. where that were happened in the state forest. Mm-hmm. And then it's just uh, a spooky area. It's yeah, there's a lot. It's of kind of like a, a, the Bermuda Triangle, but over land. Right. For right. the most part. I mean, yeah. it's it's spooky. Yeah, it is. Spooky dookie. So I don't know that there's that much else we need to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to say every week we do a podcast promo partner. Mm -hmm. And usually it's somebody from the Boopod Network and we exchange promos. They play Mm -hmm. ours, we play theirs. And this week I didn't want to show any favoritism to any of the um, other Boopod Shows? How do you pick a favorite? I know they're all good. Really, you guys are all good. They're, and we're not just saying that; like they no, really are. They really are. Yeah. So I decided that I would instead this time just give you guys a glimpse into my other podcast, which is called Volstead Land, and it's it was it's kind of on hiatus right now because um, honestly, this show takes up a lot of time, and then I had <laughs> to get a job. Close. Uh, yeah, I know, right? So I just don't have time to produce two shows anymore. But it's a fun show if you're into old-timey true yes. crime. And actually, it came about because... Tell them how it came about, Amy. Well, it came about because in my old house, like as we said, that had ghosts. When we were getting ready to sell it to move here, um, my 
my friend, who's now Megan's friend too, her name is Melissa. She and her husband are real estate agents and they were our agents putting the house up and they were at getting ready for an open house. And Melissa, who is sensitive, possibly a medium, mm-hmm. um, basically met a ghost in the house. And I don't want to get too into it because there's an episode about it in the show that you can listen to. But yep. um, basically she met this ghost and she said he's, you know, she called me later and she's like he was kind of like a like a gangster a bootlegger or something like that and she had like a vague idea of what his name is when she was trying to get his name from him um and then she googled variations on what that name sounded like in her head and found out that it was a guy named kid can his real name is isidore blumenfield he went by the name Kid Can, and he was a bootlegger, mm-hmm. and he was Jewish, and my house was like a block away from the synagogue. Mm-hmm. And so she's pretty sure that she met Kid Can in my house. And so I started looking into his stuff. And uh, it was fascinating. I, it, yeah, so interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Slippery, slippery guy. He did a lot of bad shit and mm-hmm. got away with 90% of it. So, yep. yeah, he did some good stuff, too. You know, as those those uh, gangsters, I think even people like him that, um, you know, had a lot of money, did a lot of bad business deals, screwed people over. Mm-hmm. Um, they won good graces from the community by building a school or giving money to the library or yep. that kind of thing mm-hmm. so that they could get away with their shit, mm-hmm. which yep. I, I'm not, I won't name any names, but there are people in the world today that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact, Melissa is the one who wrote our theme song. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, the first time I heard it, chill, I got chills. <laughs> it's so and she has her own podcast. She has a few. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she has a few. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Her big one is called the Skylark Bell. And it's um, her reading uh, mm-hmm. a story that she wrote. That she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. I put really it good. on. No offense, Melissa, but sometimes I put it on to fall asleep because mm-hmm. her voice is so soothing. It is. She has a beautiful voice. She and she's a singer songwriter. So she yeah. sings too. She has, there's music. She's in so her. talented. She's oh, multi-talented. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Shout out to Melissa. M to the E to the L, Melissa. <laughs> okay. So I think we are ready. Who knows? Just Should we just jump right in? Let's jump right in. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. 
Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. Hey everyone, AP here, and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wantable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months, and they're going to get continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wannable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. If you like what you hear after the murder story, please tune in next time for the gory details, a.k.a. the recap of the four-part documentary series. In the prohibition years of Minneapolis, Minnesota, there was an underworld. Gangs of bootleggers, bandits, sluggers, and murderers roamed the streets and conducted their business. One of the most legendary figures of that time was Isidore Blumenfeld, also known as Kid Can. He began as a newsboy and grew into the most notorious gangster Minneapolis has to offer, and either a psychopath or the nicest guy ever, depending on who you ask. Volsteadland explores this world. Join me, Amy, and my co-host, Heather, as we journey through this era of prohibition, bank robberies, empty promises, and murder. Um, so the content warning, oh my God, literally everything. Um, <laughs> Anything did, gross you can think of. Yeah. Rape, torture, murder, uh, drug use, drug abuse, animal cruelty, language, sexual assault. I mean, everything you could think of. Yeah. literally happened in this human sacrifice there's talk of satanism obviously mm -hmm. um yeah a any anything and everything content warning yeah so i don't think it even says in here but oh yeah it does animal cruelty i was yep. like that was the thing that was really hard for me Whew, yeah it's a doze okay mm -hmm. so yeah. there's a lot of it and 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 not yeah it's and really they really interesting like, it, it's a really interesting case, and it's mm -hmm. very on par for 1970s, 1980s crime, oh, yeah. but it's mm -hmm. it's tough, you guys. Like, we're not, we don't mince words. We no, don't sugarcoat. I will say that when I wrote my notes, I did leave out a lot of the gory details because yeah. things that aren't, that aren't important to the story. I mean, maybe they are, but not. We don't not, need to bring them up. Yeah, it's, there's just some really gross things that I left out mm -hmm. just because ugh, I didn't want to say it. 
Anyway, so. so the story takes place in Fall River, which is a town in Massachusetts that you may have heard of before. It is where the Bordens of the Lizzie Borden took an axe fame lived and died. Okay, I just want to say I have such an issue with that rhyme because it's so unbearably not true. I know. I know. <sighs> Lizzie Borden. No, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her father 40 wax. No, yeah. it was like 19, which I is still a lot. It's a lot, but, but it's also, 40. are we sure that she did it? I mean, that's a whole other story. It's a whole, girl, that's a whole other podcast. We yeah. we don't have time to get in. I just no. wanted to say I had taken incidents with that. So anyways. Yes. It's a dumb rhyme. So anyway, on October 13th, 1979, the body of a woman was found behind the bleachers at Diamond Vocational High School. Her hands and feet were bound with fishing wire. She was naked. I am not going to go into any more details about what was done to her, but we do need to note that she was bludgeoned in the head with a rock. Her skull was smashed. So it was said that there was evidence of ritualistic undertones, which not is bullshit. It, it, this is in the middle of satanic panic, everybody. Yeah. So yeah. that just means that one of one of the investigators was buying into the satanic panic. And it could just be that in some area they found a pentagram or... Yeah you know, bones or something like there's none of the stories, none of the murders have any actual evidence of cult right. stuff. There's rumors, there's stories. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that, but there's no cut and dry evidence right. that this was any sort of satanic killing. Right. Right. So her identity was unknown, and a composite sketch was done and released to the public. A man came forward and identified her as his friend, Doreen Levesque. She was only 17 years old. Yeah, she's so young, you guys. I and, know. Whoa, it's a whole other thing. Anyway, so Doreen, she was a sex worker. Now, I will say that in the show, they called them prostitutes. Yes. We are not doing that because that yeah. is not what they go by. Right. So anytime they say the word prostitute, we change it to sex workers. Yeah. And I it did that in my notes too. It probably is what they went by back then, but back we then, know, but that's you know. 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was a sex worker working in Fall River, but she was from nearby Bedford. She chose to work in Fall River because she was embarrassed about having to resort to sex work and didn't want anybody she knew to recognize her in her hometown. That made me really sad. It did. Because, because especially because she ended up being identified by her. a friend and Ugh. I uh, part in this doc, they showed real dead bodies. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And we not, I was like, could I have gotten a little bit of a warning there? That was, that, I was not exactly expecting. What I said. And they're like decomposed. Like this is yeah. not, they're like freshly, carrying a skull. Yeah. It's not, it's not Doreen, but no later, but I was like, Oh, can, okay. can we maybe not please? Yeah. So was, other content warning, dead bodies. Yeah. Actual dead bodies, not like, right. you know, actors portraying a dead body. <laughs> right. Like in CSI. And to be, I mean, I'm on the same boat as Amy here. We really would love to say the police worked hard <laughs> to find the murderer, but they got, so. they got tied up. So I think what they, what happened um, is rather than let the evidence lead them somewhere, they got an idea and they made the evidence. And I use that term loosely. Right. There. Because there was no theory. evidence. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And we'll get to more of that too. But yeah, this is, this is a, the theme, this is the title very... of this episode could be, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> we say that all the time too, but this, this, um, this case is maddening to both mm -hmm. of us in a gazillion ways. 
And I was trying so hard not to text Amy while I was watching it because <laughs> I was trying to save it for the show. But some mm-hmm. of it I couldn't. Some of it I'm like, yeah, classic yeah, it was- 1970s. And if you're well, any, if you're into true crime, you, I don't even need to explain that to you. Yeah, you, you know exactly you know. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So a few months after that, January 26th, 1980, another woman's body was found and her body was frozen solid, like frozen mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Her hands and feet were also tied and her skull was also crushed. This victim's name was Barbara Raposa. She was also a sex worker. 19 years old she had gone missing november of 1979 so just a month after doreen's murder Mm -hmm. and after this murder the police kind of perked up a little bit more Mm -hmm. and they fielded tons of tips from sex workers in the town saying that there was a satanic cult that had been meeting in an apartment building in town and i think this is what really started the ball rolling on that satanic theory Um, especially because Barbara's boyfriend, 42-year-old Andy Maltese, uh, he'd been spouting off devil shit for some time. I want to throw out, Mm -hmm. we're using the word boyfriend very loosely. Yes. She she considered him her boyfriend, but it was a fucked up relationship. He was a pedophile. He was a pedophile. He was a rapist. He was a groomer, a rapist, Mm -hmm. sexual Mm -hmm. assaulter. Mm -hmm. Not a good guy. And we get into that more when we do the deep dive into the mm-hmm. recap, but mm-hmm. we're just, like I, like we said, this is a very high overview, yeah. kind of introducing the players and then leading up to the murder. Right. So right. it was around this time that Karen Marsden, and again, she is she's a very young sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, her age is up for debate. Some people, you know, Wikipedia says 20, um, but... I think I swear they said she was younger. I think in the show, show. I think they said she was 17 because I first had her written down as 17. Yeah. And then I went to Wikipedia to get the dates correct Mm -hmm. instead of watching the whole show for the 18th time. (laughs) So, um, and that said she was 20. And I was like, oh, I don't. don't, So, and 17 to 20 is where Karen is. So, Karen Marsden, sex worker, 17 to 20, told police that Robin Murphy, another 17 year old sex worker, and Carl Drew, a pimp, were leading satanic rituals and that those two Robin and Carl drew had ritualistically murdered Doreen and Barbara. Mm -hmm. So this is what Karen told police. Yep. Quick interjection. Yep. I thought that Robin wasn't a sex worker because she didn't want to be a sex worker. She was a pimp. She was trying to be a pimp and that's why her and Carl butt heads. She, she was, um, she was a sex worker, but, she uh, was trying, you're right. She okay. was trying to be a pimp. So she was trying to move up. And Carl okay. didn't want to have that because yeah. he wanted to run the streets himself. Right. Okay. Yeah. But she did, she did, apparently she did do some sex work. I, okay. I mean, she started out that way. Okay. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about Robin and we'll get into her story a little bit more later. Um, but she is a super tough cookie. Mm-hmm. She had gotten in street fights, physical street fights, where she's mm-hmm. punching like grown men. And um, one of the cops is telling a story about how she was fighting some guy outside of a bar and mm-hmm. like fist fighting him. And he ran away scared from her. Yeah. And like, then Trish everybody said she followed scared. him with a beer bottle. And yes. Trying, and like, threw, so she, threw a beer bottle at him. Yeah. She, you didn't fuck with her. Like, yeah. that's the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So a few weeks later, Karen was supposed to meet up with cops again, but she didn't show up. Six months after that, her body was found. Mm -hmm. However, a little different. 
She was not found with her hands and her feet tied and her skull crushed. Uh, no, only part of her skull was found. Some top upper half. teeth, the top half of her skull, the rest of her never been found. Mm-hmm. We That's all they have of her is her the top half of her head. Yep. Gruesome, you guys. Gruesome. There was some talk about, I think, I think one of these people said at some point that they burned her body, but... Again, they're cha- they change stories like I change pants. Exactly. Yep. It's um yeah. Anyway, so yeah, after the investigation, the police decided, as you said before, the police decided that the murders were committed by Carl Drew and Robin Murphy with help from two other men in the community, but as it turns out, not men that they even hung out with. One of them, Carl Drew said he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So, um the other two are Carl Davis and mm-hmm. William Smith, who goes by Willie. Yeah. And that another sex worker named Carol Fletcher was an accessory as she drove the car that they used to kidnap Karen. So the police had been with Karen the night that she went missing. They say she was acting crazy, their words, saying <laughs> that Carl Drew was going to kill her. So they offered her police protection, like witness protection or mm-hmm. um, not witness protection, but like going into custody. Police custody. Yeah. She would have had to sit in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. And she refused. Yeah. She instead asked to be taken to a local church so she could talk to a priest because she wanted to get out. She she wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, they threatened her son. She had a two-year-old son and she wanted to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the cops dropped her off and never saw her again. And I put in my notes that I call BS on 90% of this story. Again, everybody in this story is fucking lying. They're so. every, all of them. <laughs> Everybody's every single lying. person. Um, so they say that they they say that they met her one they met her this once and then she was supposed to show up for the next meeting and she didn't show up and then her body was found. But that isn't true because they were with her the night that she was murdered. And so they, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. So the story the cops went with is that Karen left the church, wandered around town, met up with Robin Murphy. Then Carol drove up in her rental car with Carl Davis and Willie Smith. And with Robin's help, shoved Karen into the car. I don't know how Carl Murphy or Carl Drew got into this because in that scenario, he wasn't even mentioned. But apparently he was the one that that forced. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Mm, there's there's so much evidence putting him not even in this yeah. scene. I know. But yeah. He, and anyway, he wasn't there. Anyways, yeah. So uh, yeah, they, sh- they drove to the woods, the Freetown State Forest, which, as we mentioned before, and if you've heard other episodes in the series, you will know uh, what other kind of shady shit went down in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and ritualistically murdered her. And again, I won't go into too many details, except that uh, they they. Do say, and Robin said this at one point too, that she slit Karen's throat mm-hmm. and pulled out a bunch of her hair. Mm-hmm. Her hair was found at the scene. Mm-hmm. And that she did it because Carl Drew forced her to do it and that she was scared for her life, which again, bullshit. No. Because Robin isn't scared of anybody. She's not scared of anybody. No. No. Yeah, she's the scarer, not the yeah. scary. Yeah. 17 years old. Yeah, and she's I mean, chasing 25-year-old men with beer yeah, bottles, trying right. to hit him in the head. Right. She was not afraid of Carl Drew. Mm-mm. No. Um, so when the trial uh, came around, so uh, they offered Carol a deal for immunity for testifying against Carl, which she took. 
Robin also turned state's evidence in order to avoid a first degree murder conviction. And she was the key witness for the prosecution. She's 100 percent the reason that Carl is in jail. Yeah. They all said if she, if it weren't for her, he would have they, they would have had no case. Yeah, they would have no case. They would have no evidence. Right. And at that time, they didn't know she was a big fat liar. And so they believed everything she said. Yeah. Three men were indicted for murder, but only Carl went to trial for it. Mm-hmm. The other two men had their charges quietly dropped. Um, probably because everyone knew they weren't involved. Yeah, that's Carl Davis and, and Willie. Yeah, Smith. It, Carl and Willie. And it goes mm-hmm. into detail further on. The prosecuting attorney, uh, what was his name? Pino something. Pino. Oh, that's the DA, Ronald the DA. Pina. Ron Pina. Yeah. It was an election year and yep. he had lost a lot of murder trials Yep, and he needed a win. And yep. so what better than to get this win for these gruesomely, there's so many key phrases, satanic, ritualistic, murder, sex work, drugs. There's every key phrase, key word to make something sensational. Yeah. He had to get this in the bag. Yeah. And so they just glommed on to a, a, a theory and went with it. So, yeah, Carl was convicted of first-degree murder and sent to prison for life with no chance of parole. This was in Karen's murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, not we all three. Haven't even, yeah, we haven't even gotten into yeah. Doreen and Barbara. Yeah. So, well, the thing, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this more when we talk about the show, but um, they, they were going to charge him, or they originally charged him with Doreen and Karen's murder. At this time, I don't believe Barbara's body had been found yet. Because mm-hmm. she wasn't found until January of the right. And the other two so, were in November, weren't they? Or found? Yeah, they were October and November. Yeah. And so, um, and things move faster back then than they do now. You know, like, and like in my my other podcast, Volstead Land, I mean, they rob a bank on Tuesday. They're on trial on Thursday. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very quick. It's not mm-hmm. like that now. But um, so Carl was supposed to, he was charged originally with the two murders. And then when it came time to go to trial, they realized they didn't have any evidence on the Doreen murder. And so they decided to convict him only for Karen Marsden's murder. And they decided that instead they were just going to pretend in the trial, like he was already guilty of Doreen's murder and that he killed Karen because she knew that he killed Doreen. Yep. They made up this whole story. Yeah. They made so, it seem like he only killed Karen because she was a witness to Doreen's murder exactly. and he was trying to kill her to silence her. Yep. Yep, Even yep. though there's evidence that he was at a completely different location, evidence yep. with pictures, there's yes. pictures of him yeah. at a completely different location, the yep. same time that Karen was allegedly murdered. Yep. But he, yep. Yep. So Robin pled guilty to second degree murder. There was no trial for her and she was sentenced to life in prison with chance of parole. She actually did get paroled in 2004, but it, she wasn't out too long. She, I, I think seven. it was seven, seven years, years. Yep. Before she violated she parole by 2011. Yep. 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 That's right. Um, she violated parole by being in a relationship with a felon and is currently still in prison. Mm-hmm. And the documentary spends a great deal of time interviewing her. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, stay tuned for stay our tuned. recap. Stay tuned. Um, she is fascinating. She is. In a, in a, in a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like praying mantis type of way. <laughs> As somebody who's Black studied Widow. psychology, I, I, yeah, I don't know. She is I mean, like a, she is like a compulsive liar. 
Oh, she's so many things. She's so many things. Yeah. Um, Troubled. Uh, I mean, I should, I, you know, I don't want to like, you know, have, have her come after me because my God, she scares the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah. But um, I have to say that she is like, like one of the guys in the documentary said one thing about her. She is the smartest person in the entire yeah. story. Yeah. I think he said she's probably even smarter than us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. She, she basically conned everybody. She did. But still ended up in prison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's the overview, basically, of super of high this. level. Yeah, super high level. There's so much more that we really want to get into, but we wanted to give you guys like the, what do they call that in corporate America? The 30 foot view or something. When they say that we're going to look at it, like we don't want to get into Bird's the minutiae. Yeah, it's like that, but I think I they know. use 30,000 feet. Oh. It's corporate speak, you know, that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we will be we will be talking more about that stuff when we recap the four-part series. Yeah. So stay, stay tuned, tuned because... Tune in. Shit gets weird, weirder, you guys. Yep. yep. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Yep. We really appreciate it. And thank you, especially to our new listeners yes. who are joining us from this amazing series that we're doing. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you come back and listen to more. Uh, a reminder next at uh, the next episode we put out, which hopefully will be next week, is going to be a real deep dive into this four-part documentary series. We're going to shred it to pieces. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we are. But we, and like Amy said, and we said before the reason we're doing it, we couldn't give it justice in this. We would be here for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll be here tomorrow for five hours. For five hours. Yeah. No, (laughs) be here for four. We've already got an hour out of the way. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Amy, do you want to give us an Alanism? Yeah. So for those of you who are new here, um, my dad's name is Alan. And he passed away in 2019, and he was a broadcast guy. He was on radio. He was on TV. And uh, I kind of wanted to honor him by uh, each episode, just kind of a nod to him. And one way is that uh, when he was probably the last 10 years of his life, he was slowly going into some kind of dementia or Alzheimer's. It was never exactly uh, diagnosed, but... He uh he was saying funny shit for a long time. I mean, he said funny shit his whole life mm-hmm. when he, you know, but when his mind started to go, um, he said even more funny shit. And he, he, we're not making fun of him. He liked, no. you know, he loved that everybody thought this was funny. And his, his wife, my stepmom had a journal that she kept in her purse constantly. And every time he would say something, she'd whip it out and write it down. And she, when he passed away, I think it was before he passed away, actually, she gave me this word document that's several pages of all these different goofy things that he said so we like to end every episode with what we call an alanism because we are wondering if some of the things we're hearing Mm -hmm. are him Mm -hmm. and we hope they are we hope they are hey dad hey say it right into here talk right into this microphone right there make sure that you talk into the microphone right because not into the back out of the back Go back and listen uh, for that yeah. story. I'm smart That's a good story. So this Let's one I picked it. out because um it because we talked about the Freetown State Forest mm-hmm. and it's a like a park, I guess. So this is the quote. 
I love Wolf Park with all its deeks and gusses. <laughs> I have no idea what deeks and gusses are. I, I don't even know what Wolf Park is. I mean, it must be in the Twin Cities here. Maybe somewhere. deer and geese. Maybe. Deeks yeah. And <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that he did is he switched words up like mm-hmm. that. And then he he would just say it, and then we'd all be like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, Dad. <So>, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was something that I, I had a thought, and I wanted to tell it to you. Like, literally right now, and I just forgot it. Is it about it? a park? Is it no. About I don't know what it was about. Geese? If it comes to me, I'll text you. Like, okay. and I'm sure I'll text you in five minutes or like something minutes, that yeah. you okay. need to know. 20 minutes. You're so funny. <laughs> Like, it'll take that long. Yeah. <laughs> we got to send each other some TikToks before we go to bed anyway. That's my love language is TikToks. I know. Well, thanks right. for listening, everybody. Yep. Yep. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.